Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. I pray that you are all very, very well and in the best of health and having an amazing and restful weekend. So I just want to do a really quick video just to share some little gems with other Arabic teachers out there. And it'll be quite useful for you Arabic students as well, just to kind of sit in and listen along the way, because um, that, that there are just a number. Of, there's kind of three main things I want to talk about in this video, because all of us Arabic teachers, we all kind of have our own journeys and stuff. And there's just a few things that I would like to share um, just from things that I've learned. And then also hopefully... I can offer some advices as well for people who are kind of earlier, earlier in the game than me. So, um, so the first one is you, you might kind of ask, well, why, why would I kind of give information to other Arabic teachers? Like, aren't we competitors? And that that's absolutely not the way that I look at it. And it's absolutely not the way that you should look at it if you actually care about the students rather than about yourselves, in my opinion, right? Like if you actually care about the results of the students, then what you should really care about is about meeting those needs. And it might be that other teachers can meet specific needs that you don't so well. Um, it, it, even if you was an Arabic teacher, you can meet all students' needs to some degree, right? But, but like, if you're a person who actually cares about having an impact on the level of the Arabic language, especially among the, the general ummah, like you should really, really reach out to other Arabic teachers and collaborate and support other teachers as well, and even and even refer them. And, and stuff like that like even you know even on even on like a my youtube channel often people message me and they say like why are you promoting the arabic code course like why are you sending students to brother ismail beaumont from Mesort arabic like why are you doing that but, but like but it's because i care about the student right that, that that's the thing that matters the most so so that's why right and i think it's especially important for me to make this video that there's now there's so many kind of Arabic teachers popping up online, right? Like you can go to, go on Instagram and like a little while ago, it was just like, it was Arabic with Husna and then after it was Arabic with Sam, but now there's like Arabic with like a hundred different names now, right? So may Allah bless all of those guys who are all making an effort to, to help the students. So, um, so there's two, two kind of main things that I want to say, right? Number one is that Arabic teachers need to specialize. Like you really need to specialize in something particular. Like, uh, like, I don't know, back in the day right if we if we use that what, what i mean by that is just pre-internet really like pre-internet the way learning arabic worked was you'd have everyone's villages everyone's locality and you're restricted by geographic location and every location would need an arabic teacher who knew everything right who could teach it teach from the arabic alphabet all the way up to like you know more advanced arabic right but that isn't our situation now right like what we need now is we need an internet and like a few people who are real good specialists in the Arabic script. Some people who are real good specialists in beginner Arabic. Some people who are real specialists in, you know, basic grammar. Some people who are real specialists in guiding your Arabic towards more Egyptian dialect or something like that, right? And it's it's really hard to kind of find your find your identity as an Arabic teacher and really put your finger on what you're really good at. Like, I've I've started to do it. Like, I've been doing this for like four or five years now. And like, I've started to kind of... You know, like what you, you'll notice on, on my program website, Arab, the Arabic in 60 Steps program, I've started to use the tagline Arabic to enrich the soul, right? Because that's that's kind of something that I care about with Arabic. Like I care about students committing to the Arabic language for a long time, having a meaningful connection with its scripture, um, you know, finding, you know, just, just finding gems in the Arabic language, right? Like things that really do enrich you. And because um, Arabic has such a beautiful and um, an enriching um, you know, history and literature and poetry and obviously, obviously the Islamic texts um, more than anything, right? So, so students really, really so our Arabic language teachers rather really should try to specialise, try to find an identity that you serve because, you know, as I say, we just don't really need 
um, we don't need loads of people doing the same thing. But um, but having said that, even if there are right, like it's still never, it's never students. It's not. Ne it's never. It's never like teachers stealing students from other people. Like we really, really shouldn't see it like that. Like, you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has filled this earth with over a billion Muslims alone, right? And loads more people who want to learn the Arabic language too, right? Like there's enough to go around, right? And 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 the new Arabic teachers that pop up who look like they're doing the same thing to you, really what they're doing is they're helping students that you wouldn't have been able to reach otherwise, right? Like even if it seems like they're doing a similar thing to you, they're often serving students who just, they just didn't resonate with you somehow. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it just didn't click. Like your personality with them just didn't click or or they or they saw one of your videos at just the wrong time. Like they were just they were making their breakfast at the time when they watched one of your videos. And because of that, they didn't quite click with your message, but they did click with someone else's. Right. So we've always got to be grateful for more Arabic teachers that that, that more students have have more opportunity to kind of um you know, to, to, to click with different teachers and, you know, the, the, the more kind of resources and teachers that we have out there, the, the more likely it is that students will find, will, will find that they will find the thing that they want. So, um, so that's the first thing, right? That, that's, that teachers should really specialize. Uh, we also kind of touched on the point about not kind of seeing it as competition or being competitive, but I hadn't really planned to talk about that, but that's a little bonus. And then the last one is charge what you need to. Okay charge what you need to like i was going to do a separate video on why arabic teachers are normally poor because all arabic teachers that i know right like i've had I've, I've, I've had arabic teachers help me build my program like i've hired loads of them to to offer their advice on building my program to proofread my program and and all kinds of stuff like that like i've like most like loads of arabic teachers out there that you know i've probably had some contact with them to have their input on my programs and stuff and usually they've been through some kind of financial struggle along their way Right. Like usually they have. OK. And it's usually because they don't charge enough. Why don't they charge enough? Arabic teachers are normally not people who are very cutthroat, competitive business people. Right. If you've chosen to study the Arabic language and you've chosen to go into teaching, it's likely that you're a very agreeable, nice chappy. Right. Like that's usually the case. And those kinds of people aren't normally happy to tell you, oh, this program's a thousand pounds. That'll be a thousand pounds, please. They, 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 they don't normally have that. They don't normally. It's not cutthroat business but it's like that they don't normally have that willingness to disappoint a customer with a price tag right to get to give a price that they'll be they'll be disappointed with or um you know they, they don't want to be seen like they're a harsh businessman do you know what i mean so like so Ara the, the kind of people who become arabic teachers are usually not the kind of people who have the inclination towards good business uh, but but what that means for the arabic teacher right is that you impose that on your students sometimes right like if you're a person who feels like you know, you, you feel like, let, let's say something that's very, very reasonable for like an online program or for like a package of a few private lessons or whatever, hundred pounds or something. Okay. Like if you're a person who feels like, if you're not a person who's comfortable to say that's a hundred pounds for three lessons or something or two lessons or whatever, that's hundred pounds, right? Like if, if you're not a person who's comfortable with that, it's important not to project that onto your students, right? Because like I've had a time in the past, yeah, Quite a while ago, okay, I had a student um in the USA, um a guy called Bernie, um non non Muslim guy, a guy called Bernie, and um it got to a point like obviously I I'd had my baby, I'd had my first my first son Yusuf, and um and I was living in Cornwall and I was really struggling financially, like I, I don't want to go into all the details and stuff obviously, but like um but I was I was really struggling, do, do you know what I mean? There's there's been lots of times like that throughout throughout my kind of journey and and it just got to a point where I was like, look for my family and for my kids, I just need to be real about what I need to earn. 
okay? And I just put a realistic price tag on my time. It was like £25 an hour. Do you know what I mean? That that's still pretty cheap really for, for tuition, but as of that, that's what I that's what I need to actually be able to provide for my family and stuff. And um and, and Bernie was like, yeah, I'll book five hours or I'll book five hours a week for the next two months. So do you want me to pay it all up front? And and to him it was like you know, he didn't have the same the same idea in his head of what is too expensive or what's like what's an inappropriate price tag. Do you know what I mean? But like throughout most of your career as an Arabic teacher, you're kind of wanting to please your students. You don't want to be seen like you're a person who's making money off of people. So sometimes we project that, as I say, onto onto our students and, you know, we end up offering way less. Whereas actually for them, they may be very happy to invest that amount of money. Do you know what I mean? They may be very, very happy to do that. You know, like if something works, if something works and you're a good teacher and students will actually enjoy learning with you and they actually get a real result, like it's... You know, lots of students are very, very happy to part with part with the money that you deserve. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, so that's something very, very important for you to think about, right? And then, and then also, there there is part of like students who want you to work for free, students who want you to do loads and loads of work for nothing. Um, if that's really hurting you, they can do one. So, so you, do you know what I mean? You don't have to do that for them. Do, do you know what I mean? You, you, you know, you, you need to look after yourself. Anyways, um, so those were the things I'm, I mainly wanted to talk about. Number one, us not as Arabic teachers, we're not kind of in competition with each other. Number two, the importance of specialising, and number three, the importance of not projecting your own fears of charging a fair amount for your services. Anyway, guys, may Allah bless you guys, and uh, speak to you guys soon. Assalamu alaikum.